When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Fascinating night last night. What happened between the Bears and the Washington Commanders? An absolute blowout and definitely unexpected. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. As we do each and every Friday at this time, his, the bright spot of his week, we yeah. welcome in Jeff Darlington, ESPN a NFL reporter. tradition. Yes, time-honored. Time As yes. in the last three weeks, yes. If that's a yes. lot of honoring by, of time. It's honored by three weeks of tradition. <laughs> uh, question one, bigger rip-off, bottled water in an airport or airplane Wi-Fi? Oh, uh, bottled water in the airport. Really? Because it's not, because it's, it's not, like, it's not like just the Evian is expensive. Like, I, I can get behind that. Look, you want to get a premium water, you're going to pay a premium dollar. See, here's uh, the thing. I don't want not, the premium water. Just give me the normal not, kind of water, not, and they don't offer that. Why don't you go stick no, your head under the it, sink it, if it's such a problem? Do, but it, it goes from premium water to just toilet water in a bottle, and you're still paying, you know, five bucks a bottle. And it's always like the sports cap. I don't want the sports cap. I just yeah. want... Great a point. nice bottle of water for like two bucks. Can you, you imagine me you sitting in an sitting on an airplane, squeezing water into my mouth like I was at the gym? It feel, it <laughs> no, feels, I can't. It feels like the government should step in. Like it feels like it, it's. Look, I don't want to go too far here. No, but you're well, a little exasperated, well, remember, so please go. Remember Woodstock? Remember Woodstock when, oh, when yeah. they ran out of water? Yeah, ninety nine. Sure. Yeah, that's that's where you charge. You know. You, you, you make your money. That's where you gouge yeah. people when they're on you the brink of dehydration. People. Right. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Capitalizing so I, I tried to pick on a crisis. That was, you know, not, not too sensitive, right? No, absolutely not. Jeff okay. Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter with us. He's nobody, covering the Dolphins. Nobody Dolph- listens to this anyway, right? Well, no, yeah. not absolutely. Why do you think we're here? Uh, listen, uh, Jeff is on Dolphins Giants on Sunday. Uh, Jeff, I got to be honest. I'm a little surprised that the Dolphins decided to take a chance on Chase Claypool, too. but that's really all it is is a chance at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it obviously, swap. I mean, there's very little uh, risk involved. In fact, really none, honestly. Um, and I, I mean, I think, you know, they've got uh, Craig Craft is hurt. So maybe it shed some light on the timeline of his potential return. But, yeah, immediately when I saw it, I was like, yeah, that's interesting. That doesn't feel like a position of need. Normally I'd be like, oh, there's the Dolphins loading up. But this one just kind of felt like, okay, well, when you're, when you're in a position of, of – uh, it doesn't feel like a desperate move, which is a rare thing for the Dolphins. It feels like just let's see what you know, Chase Claypool has. I just – I also think that at this point in the season um, – 
I don't know how easy it's going to be for Chase to pick up this system. It's such a timing-based system that Mike McDaniel runs. So, like, if you're sitting there like, oh, fantasy, let's get Chase Claypool in the mix, I, I don't – I just don't envision a, a role enough, big enough to justify that. Jeff, how do you feel about the fact that Carlin asked you a question, you gave a very thoughtful and insightful yeah. answer, and he listened to none of it because his fat fingers knocked his camera off the table, yeah. and he you was too busy trying to get it set I, back up? Look, i got to be honest, too. I, I wasn't even thinking about what I was saying because I felt bad about saying <laughs> nobody was listening. I don't, know if me and, I don't know if we're close enough yet to make that joke. We you are. Know? We're close enough. We are. Trust me. Uh, and first of all, and secondly, my fat fingers did not knock the camera off. The camera is, you know, an iPad and it is being supported on a little suction cup thing here. It fell down and I was trying to fix it. I really want to see the video like? from that. Yeah. Is this being broadcast somewhere? It is, on the ESPN app as well. Don't worry, Jeff, nobody's watching either, apparently. Yeah, nobody's, nobody's watching. Let's be honest, if they're not listening, they're definitely not watching. <laughs> All right, so let's throw this one at you as we attempt to bring it back on the rails. Uh, Giants defensive coordinator Wink Martindale had some great comments yeah. this week. He said he slept like a baby in preparation for this matchup against Miami's offense. And basically he went on to elaborate saying, yeah, like a baby, up every two hours, crying, using the restroom, and then trying to fall back asleep. Um, how do you think this is going to go for this New York defense? This is a team with a lot of trouble this week, and you got Miami coming off a loss at Buffalo. That offense is going to be ready to go. Yeah, look, I would, I'm would. i going to defend Wink a little bit here. I know that the defense hasn't exactly uh, held up its share of the bargain, but like this offense, I saw that stat. What is it? The Giants have led uh, in games for a total of like nine seconds this season, literally nine that, that puts a lot of pressure on the defense. Uh, I mean, I understand that if the defense is on the field, it's their job to keep points off the board as well. But it's, it's difficult. And, and I'll, I'll say it, offense and defense. They've got to find a way, even if it means that um, they just have to, they have to get out fast enough to where they can stick to their game plan. They can't, the, the Giants cannot just keep playing from behind. Every week, you go into a game with a game plan, and if you go, you go into a deficit, you're toast. Like you, the game plan goes out of the, and then people start getting impatient. Uh, you try to start forcing plays. It just doesn't work. And and I guarantee you, it won't work against the Dolphins. Maybe we saw the Bills seem to kind of figure things out a little bit. But when it comes to the Giants, I'd say when it comes to the Dolphins' timing routes, it's going to be more like the Broncos than it's going to be like the Bills for the Dolphins. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter. Uh, that could not have been a last, a good last night for Ron Rivera and his future, especially when you see yeah. uh, Magic Johnson's tweet. Uh, it, are the days counting down here? What are you making of this Rivera and Washington situation? It's it's funny because when the new ownership group came in, I I didn't send the sense that they had any loyalty to Rivera. Um, in the first place, like I just I thought coming in, they're viewing this as we're buying a, a damaged team that we're going to fix. I thought, though, that once they got in there, they would fall in love with Ron because that's what anybody does when, when you meet Rivera. He's just an amazing human. He's smart. He'll explain things to you the way you want to hear it. Um, I, but those comments suggested that the, uh, the arranged marriage that I was expecting to go swimmingly uh, may not be getting off the ground quite like I thought. So we'll see. Uh, it's early in the season. I mean, the, re- the, the, uh, 
Washington uh, Commanders. God, that I can't get. I cannot. Still, the Commanders thing just doesn't work for me. I know. How about you guys? I know. I can't get. And it's not. It's not that I can't. The other name. It's just the Commanders doesn't work. It's, yeah, it's not great. I mean, I football, like the football dude. team. Am I football weird to say that? Great. Am I weird to say I like the football team? No, I like it better than the Commanders. I yeah. still just keep calling them Washington just to stay safe because I can never remember what I'm supposed to say. That's savvy. That's Thank a savvy you. play right there, Jeff. Savvy do you wear play. contact lenses? Ugh, here we go. No, no, I don't. I have perfect genetics. I honestly don't need them. <laughs> You're speaking to a man with the worst genetics. That is yes. just delightful that you said it like that. Yes, that was. <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, my eyes are perfection. No, no, my eyes have always been this this color of a mountain creek. Yes, I tried. Uh, I tried contact lenses because the LED lights when I'm on TV they really hurt my eyes because well, you know, while I'm perfect, I'm also a gentle being. So I tried these contact lenses that have UV protection. Uh, it didn't go great. It did not work. I'll never wear contacts again. <laughs> we apparently have the video of my camera falling uh, oh, oh. for those who are on uh, on the app uh, watching at the, the moment. Jeff, we'll, we'll send you a copy. We'll send yeah. you a copy. <laughs> Timber! Don't. Don't even bother. Don't even bother. All right, good visit. The only reason I asked about the contacts is because I wanted to know if you would watch a show of me put trying to put on contact lenses in the morning because it's a half hour long show and it's a sitcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I might be into that. Yeah. Jeff, thanks, right. bud. Appreciate it. <laughs> Jeff Darlington, ESPN Radio, NFL reporter. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. I have not seen the video, but I, here's what you need to do. I played up the fact that I was trying to fix the camera as I was putting it back up during Jeff's first answer. We need that entire clip. I don't. I, I can't see it right now. I don't know what it looks like. I, I don't have any sort of a, a return feed here. I need to see this. This has to be sent as soon as possible and tweeted out as soon as possible because I promise this is gold. Have you seen it already? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it twice because we did re-air it. I saw it happen live. I found it to be quite humorous. And then I saw the replay of it and I enjoyed it just as much that time as well. Outstanding. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Don't forget to tune in for Football Action Sunday. Steelers hosting the Ravens. Coverage begins noon Eastern on select ESPN Radio stations. We spent all day yesterday discussing if last night could be one head coach's last game with his current team. Maybe we had the wrong coach. It's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not 
not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Not what we expected last night, not what many people expected, and certainly not what Ron Rivera would have expected when the Bears just started from pillar to post, beaten up on the Washington Commanders. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. The secret to winning game days this college football season, Eckrich Smoked Sausage. Visit Eckrich.com for dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes to elevate your next tailgate. Chris uh, Carlin no pumping sausage. I'm eating that sausage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Nicely done, gentlemen. <laughs> we're, we're not normally a drop show, but but that one that one's going to be sticking around for a while. That it had along to be done. with that along with fat, sassy, and spoiled. That will be sticking around for quite some time. Um, Ron Rivera could not have been pleased, or at least could not have been feeling great when he found out after the game that Magic Johnson, one of the new owners of the Washington Commanders, along with Josh Harris, tweeted the following. He's a minority owner, as we know. Quote, tonight the Commanders played with no intensity or fire. We didn't compete in the first half and got down 27 to 3 heading into halftime. It was too big of a hole to climb out of, and that's why we ended up losing 40 to 20. End quote. First of all, it almost sounds like he's writing a game story. But secondly, uh, he also, in saying that you played with no intensity or fire and did not compete, those to me are the most damning things that you can hear if you're a player about your performance. How how serious do we take this? Are you familiar with other Magic Johnson tweets? Uh, yeah, some of them, sure. Okay, because there's a whole thing that is kind of like a subculture on Twitter regarding Magic Johnson's tweets because mm-hmm. they're always the most obvious. Like when you're talking about how yes. that reads like a game tweet, that's what it is. He'll have something like, the Los Angeles Lakers look great tonight. LeBron James scored 35 points and showed everyone that he is one of the best basketball players ever. And it's like, what that you didn't need to send that. That's yeah. just surmising what everyone already knows. Thank you, right? Captain Obvious. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's what most of his tweets are. So I see that a lot of people are reacting to this today and saying, well, because he's a part owner, look at him coming down on Rivera. It's just another standard magic tweet. It's the most obvious thing ever. Uh, we fell mm, down, we didn't look good, know, and man. then we lost. I don't you know, think there's man. more to it. We didn't compete. We it's we, the commanders play with no intensity or fire. I mean, those are some damning words coming from a guy that's a minority owner. It's, it's a little bit different than the things you're talking about. Okay, I can see that. I mean, number one, if we're pretending like none of the other Magic Johnson stuff had happened before, the obvious stuff, 
you look at this here. Yeah, it is damning because it's one thing to lose. It's another thing to not even be prepared. This game very much reminded me of Jacksonville's game a couple weeks ago against Houston, where the Jaguars just didn't even show up. They made mistakes in every phase of the game, and it looked like Peterson took the week off as a head coach and his team played that way. Rivera had that same thing. It looked like they just lost a heartbreaker to Philadelphia and they didn't even bother getting ready for the Bears because they didn't think they needed to and they got slapped in the face as a result of it. This is a head coach who was 7-9 and nine in year one. That was somehow good enough to get to the playoffs because the division was trash that year. They lost to Tampa Bay. Then they go 7-10. and 10. Then they go 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. Now they're 2-3. and three. He's a defensive mind. His defense isn't very good. Sam Howell may be his quarterback of the future, but we don't know. What we do know is that this hasn't been a very good four-year stretch since he showed up. And I got to be honest, anytime you give me one of these coaches who doesn't understand when to go for it, when to kick field goals, when to push the button, like those are the guys where the game's passing them by. Last week against Philly, you absolutely go for two at the end of the game. And people go, well, no, no. Why would you go for two? Beat them in overtime. If you are playing a better opponent, You don't give them more of an opportunity to beat you. If the game comes down to one play, that's the last thing Philadelphia wants. Do you think Philadelphia, if poised with going out there and playing Washington, would want the play decided on one play or would want the play decided over four quarters? They're going to say four quarters. You give Mm -hmm. us 60 minutes, the cream rises to the top. Washington should want it to boil down to one play. And they had that opportunity and they blew it. They made the wrong decision. Then last night, you're down 16 with three minutes to go in the third. Why are you kicking the field goal? You took a two-score game and you converted it into a two-score game. And then (laughs) guess what happened? The Bears went right down the field and kicked their own field goal. So four minutes left the clock and you're right back where you started. Riverboat Ron Ron. can't call him that anymore. Yeah, you can't. That's gone. That's regular Ron right there. That is absolutely not Riverboat Ron. Paddleboat Ron. Paddleboard Ron. Kayak Ron, but not Riverboat Ron. Here he is after the game, shockingly saying this does not wipe out any progress they've made. No. No, it doesn't. Because they came out in the second half and they, they still fought and they still played. Played all the way on up until, unfortunately, when we missed a field goal. They fought and they still play. Oh, God. It's the loser's lament when you hear that. You know that? I mean, I get it. You're, you're, are we supposed to be happy when professionals fight when they're down in a game? And I know it's human nature to fall into, a, you know, a hole and maybe not fight as hard to climb your way out of it. But you're a professional. You're supposed to play hard for the entirety of the game. And especially, by the way, when you're playing a team that had a 28-7 to lead the week before and blew it. Of course you should be still fighting hard. Good for you. Let me pat you on the back for doing the bare minimum of showing effort. Dear God, that is where we set the bar sometimes after these losses, and that is the last thing I want to hear. Congratulations. You did your job. You just did it horribly today. But it doesn't mean you didn't try. Oh, God. Why don't you just hand out participation trophies, Ron? I know a lot of coaches do that, but I get so sick when I hear that kind of thing. And he said just a few minutes ago he didn't expect to make any – changes on the coaching staff well i i wouldn't expect that he would i think there's going to be a greater change made with ron rivera 
You think that comes before the end of the season so that offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy can step into the role and kind of get his feet wet over maybe six or this seven games? This is where it gets interesting. This is where it gets interesting. I have been of the belief that Rivera was made those comments that he did about Bieniemy having to dial back the coaching a little bit back in August in training camp because he is already feeling it from Bieniemy a little bit. If you really look at it, if you're Eric Bieniemy, why would you have taken this job in particular with a coach who's on the hot seat, with a quarterback and new ownership, with a quarterback who is in a position of just being a flyer, right? Let's see if it works out for him. We have no idea if he's any good or not, but let's just let it go. And you have an offensive line that is not very good. If you're a coach, why would you take that job and leave the Chiefs to do that? Some people will say that you do it because you need to prove that you can get away from Andy Reid and do it. No, 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 no. The enemy put himself in place to be the next coach of the Washington Commanders mm. because he is not getting jobs by, by going out and interviewing the traditional way. This has got to be, I'm in the building already, and maybe i got to play some reindeer games behind the scenes and get in some people's ears to get up there and get the job. Interesting. You have said this before. I have never disagreed with you on that front because Biennemi did go through the process for a few years and it didn't lead to anything. Right. It's one of the bigger surprises that mm. the offensive coordinator of the most explosive offense of the last few years isn't really getting the look you would think he would get compared to some other guys who get looks like maybe perhaps a Matt Eberflus, who I don't mean to throw under the bus, but, you know, he had no problem getting his opportunity and then getting his job. So that's something to keep an eye on. I mean, with Rivera, this team is so close to being 0 and 5 that this conversation would have already been had. Think back to week one. They almost lost to Arizona at home. They were trailing most of the way in that game. Week two, they needed some miracle comeback against a really bad Denver team, and then they still gave up the Hail Mary at the end of the game that could have ended up burning them. Week three, they get rolled by Buffalo. Week four, they have a chance to beat Philly. They turtle up. They go for the extra point, and then they lose in overtime. And then Thursday night, they get humiliated by the Bears in their first win in damn near a year. So right now, I can't imagine new ownership in Washington, which new ownership always wants to put their stamp on things. I can't imagine new ownership is, is very happy with what they're seeing because this is year four of a head coach who's been around a long time. Carla versus Joe, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progression.com. So what is going to be the key for Big D? Dak or the defense? It's alliteration. And it's next, ESPN Radio. <laughs> this is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. What Dak has to transition to is being an asset and what under no circumstances can happen is that he is the reason why they lose. I'm just going to bring it all the way back to Dak Prescott. Dak is going to need to play his A game. He's going to need to play his best performance against the San Francisco 49ers in order for the Dallas Cowboys to win this game. I've been tapped into my mode all week. I feel great. I'm ready to kind of get after it now. One of the biggest stages. You know, Cowboys 49ers is nothing better. Dak is always going to be the centerpiece, but there are other questions that are involved here, too. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is the Dr. Pepper call-in line. And Mr. Fortenbaugh, we need to tackle the five biggest questions for San Francisco versus Dallas on Sunday night. Are you ready? Figuratively, of course. We won't actually be tackling anything. But yes, I am ready. Well, then let's do it. Question one. (laughs) Joe, who needs to carry Dallas? Dak or the defense? The defense. Not even close. It's the defense. The defense has to go out and win this game for the Dallas Cowboys because you know who Dak Prescott is. He's not carrying you anywhere. It's been seven years. That's not who he is as a quarterback. If you want to get the most out of him, put him in a situation to win. Have the defense shut down the San Francisco offense. And by shut down, I mean limit them. Keep them under 20 points so that the Dallas Cowboys can do just enough to win the game. If you are banking on Dak Prescott to win this game for you, or a big playoff game for you or the Super Bowl for you, you are doing it wrong because he is not that guy. The defense needs to carry the Cowboys if they're going to win. All right, let's be clear. There's a difference between having to play well and make a few plays and carry them. If we are relying on Dak or the defense to carry the Cowboys, you should rely on the defense to carry them. Because if there's one thing that needs to show up, it, it is the in a consistent form, it is the Dallas defense. That doesn't mean that Dak doesn't have to make a couple of plays in the game. He absolutely does. But I'm with you. I don't want to rely on him to carry the game. I just want to ask him 
to take some chances and make some plays because otherwise, if I'm just sitting on the ball and asking the defense to do it, I have a feeling they're going to be out there entirely too much. Well done. Well said. I'm not sure how we're doing this. Am I supposed to wait for the next question to come, or am I supposed to retort to your response to my response? No, we have a five-second awkward interlude in between each one. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay, that's that's yes. the way to do it. I'm, I'm on board with that. Five seconds of awkward interlude. Yes. Uh, Joe, who is the bigger game wrecker, <laughs> Micah Parsons or Nick Bosa? Anytime we ask this question prior to this year, I say Nick Bosa. Right now, I say Micah Parsons. Not going to say Bosa is enjoying that new contract, but the numbers through four games aren't necessarily up to his usually high standards. Four games, he has one sack. Micah Parsons has four sacks. Four games, Nick Bosa has zero forced fumbles, zero fumble recoveries. Parson has one of each. Three tackles for a loss. For Nick Bosa through four games, Micah Parsons has six. Micah Parsons has the better matchup this weekend. San Francisco's O-line not as good as Dallas's offensive line. Parsons is the bigger game record. Uh, I would say that Micah Parsons, by a slight, slight edge, is the bigger game record. But I'm not going to go wrong by having Nick Bosa in that role. He is more no. than capable of being that guy. And listen, Nick Bosa is somebody that an offensive lineman loses sleep over all week long all week long it's different with Micah Parsons because you never know quite where he's coming from when it's just one-on-one and it's Nick Bosa coming at you and you've got that all day long you are exceptionally concerned about that either one is capable of wrecking the game I would take Parsons slightly because of that that the unknown aspect of it if you will which coach hold on hold on one one thousand 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. Five seconds of awkward interlude. Now go But ahead. by counting off the thousands, it doesn't make it awkward. Then I'm just sitting and waiting. <laughs> I need silence. Okay. Okay. Silence. Pure silence next time. Got it. Which coach has the bigger impact, Kyle or Quinn? Ah, Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator. Okay. I'd still go with Kyle Shanahan. I think as a play caller and a play designer. I don't know if there's anyone in the NFL who can match what he does. He understands the rules of defense and he understands how to break those rules of defense and to put his players in the best position to succeed. As Kyle Shanahan goes, so goes the 49ers. They lost the Super Bowl because of his decisions late in that game. They got to the Super Bowl because of the way he manages them. He is excellent in his job. Quinn, not to take away from him, but who is the bigger impact in terms of who's going to have the bigger impact that's going to be Kyle Shanahan yeah I don't disagree with that and I, I just look at the fact that he continues to have these incredible impacts on the quarterbacks and they're doing what they're doing with Brock Purdy and it's not a knock on him he has played exceptionally well and clearly they couldn't do it with Trey Lance so it's not all of that but it is more than enough of it to maximize what he has and that's the best part about Kyle Shanahan It is, let me take what I have and let me accentuate their strengths and let me put them in the best position to succeed. When Bill Belichick has been at his best, he has always worried about more what the guys can do for me and how to put them in that spot as opposed to asking somebody to do something that they can't do. That is losing football. Five. Okay. <laughs> Better wide receiver, C.D. Lamb or Debo Samuel? 
I'm extremely biased here. I don't care what any stats say. I love Debo Samuel. I'm taking Debo Samuel. I I love what this guy can do because he's so unique. You get the ball in his hands in any way you can, and you let him go make a play. Whether it's over the middle and he's running over safeties, whether it's an end around and he's going to sprint to the outside, he's such a fun football player to watch that I'm going to go ahead and just take Debo Samuel. It's purely the fan in me. It's not a knock on CD Lamb. I'm not going to throw any stats out there to back any of this up. I just thoroughly enjoy watching Debo Samuel play football so much that it'd be tough to put almost any receiver against him and have me pick the other guy. Now, you throw Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson out there, that's one thing. But CD Lamb, I'm going to take Debo Samuel. Well, but here's the other part, too. You're right. It is Debo Samuel. First of all, C.D. Lamb's numbers are not eye-popping this year, and that's because they have a much different approach offensively. C.D. Lamb is a terrific receiver. Debo Samuel does a lot of different things for you. He obviously catches the ball. He's only got 17 catches this season, and that's what you're alluding to when you say you don't care what the stats say. He's only got 17? Wow. He's only got 17 catches this year. But he also has 11 carries. Is an averaging five yards a carry. When they ask him to do that, you know what else he does? Exactly. Exceptionally physical. Yes. I don't think people understand how physical the 49ers wide receivers are between him and Brandon Ayuk. I think Samuel is just a weapon that can be deployed so many different ways. And when that's the case, you don't know where he's lining up. You're, you always got an eye somewhere as to where that guy is. <clears throat> And five, 49ers MVP, <laughs> Brock Purdy or Christian McCaffrey? Oh, man. I This is such a great – Purdy. Purdy by a sliver because he handles the ball on every single play and because I've seen what bad quarterback play will do to the San Francisco 49ers. Garoppolo went down one year. They had to go to C.J. Beathard. They had to go to Nick Mullins. They couldn't get anything going. Purdy stepped in last year. They've scored 30 or more points in all but one regular season game with him as their quarterback. Love Christian McCaffrey, but if you take McCaffrey off the Niners, they're still going to the playoffs, and they're probably making a deep run. You remove remove Purdy from the situation, I'm not so sure I can say the same thing. I understand where you're coming from, and I may feel differently later in the year, but I'm going to go with McCaffrey right now because he is back to being the player that he was at his best in Carolina, and he's in a better system for him to maximize all of it. Uh, Almost six yards a carry this year. And in addition, he leads the 49ers in receiving. Now, as we just established, that's not exactly a high bar to clear, but it's enough for me. The guy can beat you so many different ways. When you're talking earlier about the Cowboys not just trying to run the ball, but also trying to dink and dunk and make plays that way, they wish they had Christian McCaffrey for that very role. They don't. I think McCaffrey is the MVP by a sliver of a margin. We're not that far apart, but Listen, it's undeniable what Brock Purdy has done. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. The road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. Catch all of the postseason action on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. How about all of the games that we have got beginning tomorrow? We have got the Orioles and Rangers on ESPN Radio. Coverage beginning at 1230. Astros and the Twinkies. 
beginning at 4 Eastern time. Then the Bravos and the Phillies, 5.30 Eastern, and the Dodgers and Diamondbacks, all the division series. Right here on ESPN Radio, that coverage tomorrow night begins 8.30 p.m. Eastern. There are two unbeatens left in the NFL. One of us says that will not be the case on Monday, and one of us is wrong. That's next on ESPN Radio. <laughs> this is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Touchdown, Philadelphia! Second of the night for Hurts. I don't know what his ceiling is because he just keeps getting better. He is the most improved passing quarterback I've ever, ever seen, seen in my life. He's a dual threat. There's no doubt about it. 69 yards on a strike from Jalen Hurts. When he's nice, championships are better. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. So you've got a couple of different guys. I mean, you talk about what Jalen Hurts has done this year to improve the way that he has uh, been uh, the last, I should say last year, uh, to improve his accuracy. And then you look at what we're talking about with the Eagles this season being unbeaten. You know, they haven't played anywhere near their best so far. And I have been exceptionally impressed with the fact that they have been able to stay unbeaten with that being the case. And it's simplistic, Joe, and I know this, to suggest, well, what's it going to look like when they really start to kick it into gear? I I inherently trust this team so much to be just that good when they do get it into gear that it seems to me undeniable that that is going to happen here within the next few weeks. And that's why it's very difficult for me to believe that the Eagles are going to lose this week. I think the Eagles and the Niners, the last two remaining unbeatens, are both on upset alert this week. Really? I, I think if either team goes down, I don't think it's an indictment of either of them. I want to make that clear, too. Because yeah. a lot of times a team might be a fraudulent 3-0, and they play nobody, then they get beat, then all of a sudden you're sitting there and you're like, ah, oh, this, team, this team stinks. Like It would be similar to Miami going to Buffalo and losing. I don't think any differently of Miami. I have a very high opinion of them. I think they're a very formidable out in the AFC. Losing that game, I don't downgrade them at all. I really like that football team. If anything, I upgrade Buffalo a little bit for showing the moxie in that spot. If the Eagles go down to the Rams or the Niners go down to the Cowboys, I'm not downgrading either of them. The Eagles have been 
you know, a little questionable at times this year, but to your point, they're getting it done, and that's all that matters. I just think they're facing a bad matchup this weekend. They're going across the country. They're playing the Rams. You're going to have a lot of Eagles fans there, but the offensive concept for the Rams, and this is no Dan Orlovsky, okay? He knows what he's talking about. I read these things, and then I apply them to sports betting, but apparently what the Rams like to do are these high, low, clear-out crosser routes where they get guys open on crossers over the middle of the field. And apparently, from what I understand, the way the Eagles play defense with a single high safety, they are very susceptible and vulnerable to this. Sean McVay is very good, like Kyle Shanahan, like Mike McDaniel, of understanding the rules of defense and then breaking them. And I think the Eagles are going to be in some trouble. I also follow the market. And I see that the Eagles were a four and a half point favorite and it's down to four. I see the same thing with the Niners. They were a four point favorite. It's down to three and a half. So you have tight point spreads where the sharp money is coming in on the dog. There are reasons to believe the dog can spring the upset between the Niners and the Eagles. I think at least one of them's going down this weekend. Big man. Yeah. Listen, with the Eagles, my big problem, the Rams offensive line. It's not very good. They have one guy that they absolutely love in Steve Avila, who they drafted from TCU, who they feel like is going to be an all-pro type player. The rest of that offensive line is a mess. And we know how good the Eagles are defensively up front. I feel like this is going to be a big difference in that game. And you're right. It absolutely is going to be a home game for the Eagles because there will be a ton of fans. I already know of a ton of fans who are traveling out there, let alone the Eagles fans uh, who are all over the country to begin with. If you're going to put one of them on upset alert, I would put the 49ers there, but I'm not doing it because, like I said, I... You see him winning by 20. Yeah, I can't. Like, I I don't think either one of these teams is losing this week. Big Fellow's laying some points this weekend, I've noticed. You like Baltimore, you like Philly, you like San Francisco. Big Fellow's laying a lot of points this weekend. And listen, if there's one thing I love, it's a favorite. That's just (laughs) something I'm making up right now. I I would just say that if 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 you put a gun in my head and I had to pick one of those two on upset alert, I guess it would be San Francisco, but it's not. It's not anything more than the Cowboys do have a lot of talent, and I can't argue against that. I just don't feel like this is a great matchup this week for them with how they have played football this year. You can't turn around in the second half of a game if they're down 21-3 and then turn and ask Dak to go win the game for you. They, They have to throw some haymakers early in the game, not take too many shots but a few that are going to make it a respectable situation and I don't I just don't think that's going to happen I think Mike McCarthy is going to do his best to play keep away and I I just I don't think that's the the soundest philosophy against a 49ers defense that's exceptional I expect them to do a really good job shutting down the run and to do a really good job against the short pass game if there were other teams that you are going to throw on upset alert this weekend Who are you looking at? Well, how about this? Since I already gave you two, why don't you give me one, Mr. Favorite? Because you're out there saying no one's going down. Who do you think is going down this weekend? I got plenty. My card is filled with dogs this weekend. I got dogs everywhere. I'm in a couple contests out here where you got to pick five games a week. I think I'm going five dogs this weekend. That's how much I like the dogs. If this is a weekend for favorites, I'm not coming in on Monday. Uh, okay. Tell you that right now. All right, tough guy. I mean, here's the thing. I I can't look at 
anybody who is an underdog this week and feel great about what I'd be doing if I'm making that pick. You got to have mean, one. You got to have one. But you're going to you're going to give me flack if we're talking about an underdog that's three points or less. If right? you come out and you pick at, at Houston because they're a one point dog, yes, no, you're going to get flat. No, I'm not. I doing want that. you to find a little something for the people. Do you want me to tell you the Jets are going to go to Denver and win outright? I'll take that. What is that? Two points? You can take it's that. Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, that's all this right. Is the, That'll this work. is my point. There's not great selections there that I fully believe in. Like I bought in with you on the Steelers, and I don't think the Steelers are going to win that game. I think the Ravens are going to cover that number because the Steelers are just not get, not that good. I can't sit here in good conscience and tell you after what I saw from the Giants this week that I'm going to believe that they got a chance to co- even cover the number against the Dolphins, and I got it at 12 right now. I mean, I, I wouldn't mean, that be something, that I, though? Wouldn't that yes, be something if the it, Giants just, after all this, they go down to Miami, they beat the Dolphins? It would be something, <laughs> but it's nothing. Trust me. <laughs> like... And then, Joe, I mean, let's just call it what it is, okay? And I should never say this because we do have six months of an off season, And we miss it so badly when it's gone. There are games on Sunday I am actively trying to avoid. What's, the, what's at the top of the list? Titans-Colts. Titans-Colts is number one on the list? Yeah. So would, for, for I, Daily I Wager. Put, uh, I'm sorry. I would also put Panthers-Lions in there. For Daily Wager, ESPN2, 6 p.m. Eastern today, check us out. We'll be going through all this stuff. We have a Google Doc where there's lots of games listed and we have to give notes. And then the producers kind of know how to, how to formulate the show. I was going through the doc last night, and there it was. It said Titans-Colts, and I just wrote, I literally could not care less about this game. And then I just moved on. <laughs> Producer hit me up this morning, and he was just like, I, I found that to be funny. I was like, I got to be honest. There's one of these games every week that I just check out on. Sadly, that's the one this week. I would have just written no. 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 As much as I would write no, I am actively trying to avoid Saints Patriots. Like, you, seriously, somebody would have to come and hand me cash to get me to watch that game this week. There's just no chance. And that means there's not even free money to be made on the game. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.